It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. All right. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Ugh. You, you actually mentioned this on the air a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Because they actually put notice, and I saw it yesterday, and I actually bookmarked it so I wouldn't forget about it, so I could bring it up to you. But it's from uh, uh, ERCOT, the uh, the grid provider, the, uh, what do they call it, the grid uh, manager, or whatever you want yeah. to call it, here in the, in the, the state Energy of... Reliance Council of Texas. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you had mentioned it, I think, over a week ago, I think it was, the an annual solar eclipse will pass over... The ERCOT region on Saturday, October 14th, impacting solar generation between 10.15 a.m. and 1.45 p.m. Central Time. ERCOT is planned for this forecasted reduced generation and expects grid conditions to be normal. You can monitor current and extended grid conditions on our dashboards at ERCOT.com. And it shows the path, a map, a map and the path of where it will cut right across the state of uh, Texas, the fact that they even have to put out a reminder that everything is going to be okay with a solar eclipse just shows you how bad it is. Yeah, uh, and how or or how bad it's going to, how bad it has been, and how bad it will be in the future. Right. We're at the very beginning of all this, and uh, Energy Reliability Council of Texas. My my apologies to ERCOT or anybody that cares and. Here's because I know you're writing that email right now, aren't you? Um, But here's that, you know, that that big issue we've been talking about. They started this. uh, Over a week ago. Solar eclipse coming October. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry about what? Well, I I I wasn't until. Till I got this, you're ma- you're making me question the whole reliability <laughs> part of your organization here. I I don't you know it's, and I saw too that they were talking about because someone else lumped it in with another solar eclipse that's coming next April. <laughs> you know, and I and but when. When we hear from them and it's, there was no wind in West Texas and also there were a few clouds. I I was watching a YouTuber and that, that's actually a real thing that happened. You need to be careful. There were some clouds in the sky and no wind. That's a load of garbage that we should have to worry about that. And I was watching a YouTuber that was installing or having installed on the top of his van replacement solar panels and the the company was sponsoring his video and the and the whole thing and they were demonstrating the reliability of these solar panels only meant for a camper van mm-hmm. by placing their hand over they had a their meter of what the output was, the energy being provided. 
From the solar panels. From the solar panels. Okay. And then they placed their hand over it to put shade on it. You know, the size of a hand. Uh-huh. And it dropped fairly dramatically. And I thought to myself, that's it right there. That's it. That's ERCOT. Well, there's some clouds. Everybody, be still. Clouds and no wind. That's garbage. We're an energy-producing state. Reliability shouldn't be an issue. ERCOT shouldn't exist except for if something catastrophic happens. I don't know, some kind of uh, Armageddon situation with massive moon rocks falling out of the sky. Cats and dogs living together. I This should not be at all ever a concern in our country as to whether or not we can power the grid. Hey, you shouldn't be concerned. We got power today? Why? Look up. The moon's in our eyes. Yeah. It's... Yeah, exactly. What, what's <laughs> the, the solar eclipse? You know, for a little while, the moon's going to be in front of the sun. That could be a problem. No, it's not going to be a problem. Don't freak out. Yeah. This shouldn't ever even be a discussion. Unless you got a camper van. Yeah. Hey, you're going to be in the Northwest Territory. You need to know this isn't. Or you're going to be parked under trees. You need to know it's not going to. You know, those are the things you got to worry about. And then you let the private sector work all that out. When we're talking about a grid for the state of Texas, we should never, ever have to worry. Not once, because we should be building it out for 50 below zero and 125 degrees and clouds for 40 days and 40 nights. I know it doesn't apply to the nights because it's solar power, but just work with me. It's going with a Noah's Ark thing. All right, well, you can, and don't forget about the wind. And no wind wind. ever. Yeah. No breeze. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. 
The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. Well, we talked a lot in the in the first hour, and we played a lot of audio cuts uh, from the administration yesterday on the whole thing of, you know, the administration's lie now on uh, the whole border wall that they have to do it because of Trump, and we exposed why it's a lie specifically, as we believe we should, because when you say that, a lot of people say you're lying, but don't they don't explain it. We explained it specifically mm-hmm. where the the uh, they didn't say they're not going to continue building the border wall but said everything that came out was misconstrued and that the wall doesn't work, but it's still going to be built because they are forced to spend the money because of law, and that's a lie. Right. And we know it's a lie because they waived the environmental laws in order to accelerate the building of it, which mm-hmm. means this didn't go to court. Right. This isn't in court where they had a court order that they had to do this. Right. They they believe the wall works, and the only way that they can justify doing it is to say, well, we don't want it. It's all Trump. They're lying about it. Of course. The heat's on. Uh, but everything, there was no other, as we've talked about before, there was no other conclusion to opening the borders like this. Nope. There wasn't, a, there wasn't another scenario that was going to happen. No. And we had said that as soon as they started, and it, and you have to understand that it made the news because uh, it was Governor Abbott, you know, state against state, and mm-hmm. you had uh, DeSantis, uh, and you had Abbott, and you had the mayor of El Paso. They were sending buses to different liberal cities. Mm-hmm. They were actually sending them to sanctuary cities and promoting them and saying, these are sanctuary cities that welcome you. But remember, only a third uh, of the uh, migrants in Chicago are from Texas, were bussed up. Right. The rest, the federal government did it. Mm-hmm. And the same with New York City, but right. it's only one-sixth of the migrants there were bussed up from Texas. The rest either came up by themselves or found transportation themselves, or the federal government was the one yep. that brought them up there. Right, and, and so now you have a situation where everyone, and it's finally being recognized, because we were wondering how the media was going to cover this uh, yesterday because we were just we were we we actually said if uh the department of homeland security was hacked into mm-hmm. we yeah. wouldn't be surprised right. yeah, exactly. because we could not figure out the scenario and the meeting that they would have where they would say all right the pressure's on here we got to do we've we got to do something mm-hmm. and i i we you know everyone knows we've been lying about what we think about the wall but Let's build. Let's build the wall, and uh, let's. By the way, first though, we need to build the wall to stop this 
from happening, hoping to stop this from happening. Now, we need to repeal uh, the or, or suspend repeal for this project, uh, the Clean Air Act, the mm. Clean Water Act and the Endangered Species Act. And we're just like, well, do you know how that sounds to your liberal activist out there that's pro open borders? What you're saying is I'm going to behave in a misogynist and racist way and destroy the planet and boil the real grand while doing so. And we said, is the media going to cover this? Because they've got to be furious. It's something they might not want to cover. And we went to the end of the show yesterday and CNN and MSNBC did not have it on their websites. Well, shortly after we got off the air, everyone was on it. Yeah. All the liberal media got on it. And then the excuses started coming that they were forced to do this because of the 2019 uh, uh, congressional legislation that allocated this money. But all you have to do is a little fact-checking to find out that the GAO, the General Accounting Office, in their legal opinion said, no, you're doing it. You're saying you're doing it, and you're suspending this in order to do the proper environmental reviews. Mm -hmm. That's what the GAO said. Yep, That's what you're reasoning. Well, then, if they're (laughs) saying we need the wall faster, suspend the environmental regulations, well, that means the court isn't involved in it. Nobody's forcing the Biden administration to do anything. And the reality is the Biden administration, Joe Biden, believes he believes walls work. Mm -hmm. But he can't sell that. He's created the mess. He believes that walls work. That's why he wants it built. And the only way he can justify it is blame it on Trump. Lie about it and blame it on Trump. Well, but the fact is there was no other scenario for this issue. There's no other scenario when we go back to the grid. Solar and wind isn't going to cut it. You can't build these electric vehicles. (laughs) You cannot uh, rely on solar and wind. You need natural gas, coal, or nuclear, or a combination of both. You cannot do it. And by making solar and wind your primary sources of energy, you have to subsidize all of it, and then the backups all have to be subsidized. As we're finding out in the state of Texas, that's going to be be on the ballot, apparently, coming up soon. Hmm about building 10, or I think it was 10 or was the number, of uh, of gas generation plants to back up. So the reliable form of energy has to back up the unreliable uh, form of energy. All of it has to be subsidized across the board. The natural gas has to be subsidized, and rates have to go up because they're only going to be using it, they believe, 10% of the time yep. when the grid needs it. That's the insanity of it and the Biden administration a couple of weeks after the state of Texas came up with that idea then said we're going to make rules to make it impossible to really have natural gas generation plants right well you can do whatever you want it's like the open borders there's only one scenario it's not going to work it was always going to end this way and now you've got it to where yesterday last evening you had ABC CBS and NBC lead with the border crisis. Yeah. They led their evening newscast with it. 
By the way, to all of the liberal media groups, welcome to the discussion on the border crisis. Yes. Welcome. You're you're very, very late, but you did get here. It's good to see you uh, on this 50 years later. Yeah. Yeah, welcome. And what did it take? It took the Biden administration throwing out, setting aside, dismissing environmental regulations and laws to build a wall. Yeah. Yeah. And you thought Trump was bad. Right. Trump wanted to build the wall. And make it solar. And, and yeah, and save the planet. Right. You want to build a wall mm-hmm. and boil the Rio, Rio Grande exactly. and destroy the planet. How dare you? How dare you? God, this is fun. I mean, it's horrible, the situation. But the hypocrisy and the lies are what we're the, mocking. The scrambling, the scrambling, desperation yeah. is laughable. 866-90-RED-EYE. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. The nation's cooperative business model, especially as an important part of rural economies, is celebrated every October as part of National Cooperative Month. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack this week signed the proclamation observing the month and announced this year's theme of owning our identity. Among the USDA entities involved in rural cooperatives, Rural Development's Rural Utilities Service. This is our U.S. Administrator, Andrew Burke. These cooperatives are serving people who really need that nonprofit, looking out for the best economic interest of their members. Many of them have gotten into high-speed Internet. We deal with rural electric cooperatives for that reason. But we also have a proud history with telephone cooperatives, who are now often telecommunications cooperatives, because that was the way that people on farms and around rural America got their first telephone services. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. In Trinidad Radio, he's our crony, and I'm Gary McNamara. See this poll on Ukraine? Hmm. It's going to be a problem for the Democrats. A poll conducted Tuesday and Wednesday of last week showed only 41% of respondents said they agreed that the United States should provide weapons to Ukraine, down from 65% of respondents who said the same in June of 2023. Hmm. That decline in uh, support for sending weapons to Ukraine extends across parties Democratic support dropped from 81% in June to 52% in October. Wow. And we said this would happen. Yeah. You and I said it would happen. America expects that if we get involved, there's a certain time frame that they have in their head. Once that time frame is not met, and once America believes and I, I believe in this case, the, accurately so, 
that the administration doesn't want to win the war, but just keep the Russians from winning the war and just keep it status quo, Americans will eventually, including those who support the Democrats who wish to stay in Ukraine in the way that we're aiding them now, now, will reject it. It's just the reality of where we are as a country. Now, we believe that you have to confront Russia at every point possible in the United States, Uh, whether it's uh, helping Ukraine, NATO, uh, covert, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had had to do it with the Soviet Union. We're doing it with China. We will do it with Russia. That's why you have to have trust in an administration and a political party. And there's none. There is no trust. And if there's no trust, and it's based from me, and my opinion of of what's going on is purely based on the fact that we know that Biden will lie about Americans being killed, and Biden will lie, as he did about Afghanistan, and say that the military wanted out, the military did not want out, the plan that they had, uh, which was to keep, you know, a couple of thousand troops in there, right? which was a plan that NATO and Europe and everyone agreed with, right? a multinational force, that's what they wanted. Biden said they didn't want it. He lied to the American public. There's no trust in this administration. Listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And good morning. He is Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Thanks for being here. Really interesting article that was in uh, City Journal hmm. about uh, you know DEI training in companies, right? And uh, they relate to a Wall Street Journal article, why DEI training doesn't work. But they actually go into the entire concept of DEI. And many of you may have taken these uh, this training at your, your company. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying is that the whole thing of implicit bias that exists. Right. There's no evidence of that at all. There's absolutely no evidence of implicit bias or the unconscious bias right. that they're tr- that they try to sell you and, and they're saying it's junk science it doesn't exist there is no science that shows that implicit bias exists in fact what they find in the studies is even if you state that you have bias right that you would if you take the test and it shows you have bias what they found out is the vast majority of those people who on the test have bias in real life, they're not. Their behavior is actually very different. Yes, their behavior is different. That's actually what the research shows. And this is the whole thing, the unconscious bias theory. Mm -hmm. And as we stated, well, that's the beautiful thing. 
That's the beautiful thing if you want to, and that leads you to the entire, you know, the unconscious unconscious bias is what leads you to critical race theory, mm-hmm. which, you know, all whites are racist. You're built this it, way, you can't change right. it. Right. It's an unconscious bias. You have it. You relate it that way. You don't even know you have it. And since you don't know you have it, you're always going to have it. And therefore, society must be uh, based on the fact that your bias will always be there and exist. And therefore, whether it's justification for reparations Mm -hmm. or whatever. Well, where does this come from? How do you know? And they're asking the questions. How do you know it's true? Because none of the credible medical research on it shows that it's true right it's all from radicals exactly and uh and they say um uh the review of the evidence that measure the uh the measures of implicit bias possess low reliability in other words when you test for implicit bias multiple times you rarely get the same results from individuals mm. depending on how you ask the question right. and how you judge what implicit bias is that probably would be harmful in some way. Mm -hmm. Their conclusion was, uh, uh, was that some part of implicit bias is really random measurement error. In 2017, Heather McDonald, who's really made a career of looking at all this stuff. Right. And saying, okay, does anything really back this up or is this just bull? Hmm. Uh, Her intensive examination of the theory and its empirical basis or lack thereof concluded that implicit bias is agenda-driven social science. Duh! Uh, And a 2019 review of the scholarly literature on implicit bias, bias research also concludes... There's no proof that people are not self-aware enough to know what's causing their supposedly implicit or unconscious biases. Uh It's happening. You don't know it's happening. You can't prove it's not happening. We're saying it's happening, so therefore it is happening. Exactly. What's the scientific data on that that shows it unconscious? There isn't any. Uh, He said, (laughs) concludes, there's no proof that people aren't self-aware enough to know what's causing their supposedly implicit or unconscious biases and that you can't prove that there's any relationship between how people do on an implicit bias test and how they behave in the real world. Hmm. Back in 2009... Research was done on implicit bias, was reexamined. They found that 70% of whites who supposedly displayed implicit bias against blacks actually discriminated in favor of blacks. Mm. <laughs> I'd like to see those tests. Oh, I, I, I'd, I'd, love, I'd, I'd like yeah. to Wouldn't you like to right. just go... Th- see the research and see, and and that would be fascinating to me. Right. Uh, It's not that there is, it's not just that there's insufficient evidence that implicit bias doesn't matter. 
There's even evidence of a negative correlation between implicit bias and actual behavior. So we shouldn't just be skeptical of implicit bias theory. We should scoff at it. In 2023, Jason Chin and his colleagues noted that the entire field of behavioral priming research has been largely discredited, which in turn eviscerates the basic framework justifying the argument that implicit bias training reduces prejudicial behavior. As for the implicit uh, attitude test, uh, Edward Macquarie's scathing uh, 2022 article concludes, we do not know what indirect measures measure. Indirect measures are unreliable at the individual level, and people's scores vary from occasion to occasion. Indirect measures predict behavior poorly, and we do not know in which context that they could be more predictive. Uh, And they do talk about the fact that many companies, not that they actually believe in it, but do it, in hopes of preventing their liability in any future lawsuits. Oh, no, I've always thought that. This is about checking off a box in order to build in your own protection as a company. Yeah. Because then you could say, well, look, we, we did everything. We did this, all of this training. We did our part. Since 2007, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission has encouraged employers to adopt diversity trainings preemptively to protect themselves from the legal liability for unconscious bias. Uh In government, the trainings have been uh, imposed by presidential executive order. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the Department of Education, Department of Defense, and they go through everything there. Well, that's it right there, the EEOC, encouraging companies to do it so that you have a liability protection. You, you can't get a, a, a company's, a, a corporate America's attention quicker than saying, hey, if you don't do this, there could be a liability. And as they say here, and this is a great point, moreover, implicit bias is an essential tool by which progressive activists have worked around federal anti-discrimination laws requirement mm. of proof of discriminatory intent. Okay. Wow. You don't need proof of discriminatory intent. You simply say, well, you, you're you in this group, you have this implicit bias, mm-hmm. and it's just there, and you don't know it. Right. And what they're saying is there's no scientific evidence of that it at all. It is because we say it is. Yeah. Wow. The implicit bias standard allows lawyers to seize on the law, stating that a hostile environment is an actionable offense under anti-discrimination uh, laws, Implicit bias doctrine allows any inequity to be treated as evidence of bias and hence a hostile environment. Implicit bias theory is a prerequisite for dispensing with intent uh, in anti-discrimination law. So that's just fascinating. I saw one test. I I was telling you about this one uh, training, not test, one uh, DEI training question or scenario that that I saw one time, and I just went, well, they're assuming that society thinks in one particular way. 
there was an assumption there, which I went, is this their implicit bias? <laughs> right. The, the people who created the test? Right. Looks like this is their implicit bias here. Right. And it was uh, uh, training that was looking at broad scope of, you know, privilege and just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, everything else out right. there. Right. And they talked about the fact that, you know, there's two there's two people out there. One person, uh, you know, uh, has a family that is more well off. Mm-hmm. And so... They were able to pay for that student's, uh, you know, their their son or daughter, mm-hmm. their education. And therefore, since they didn't have to work, they got an internship that helped them got the, get the job. Therefore, they're privileged because of their family. Right. Where the other one had to work two jobs and go to college and therefore was at a disadvantage mm-hmm. when it goes to the job place, when they go out looking for a job. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you're assuming you're that's ass- how the employers will judge it. Yeah, you're assuming that the employer is going to judge the person who didn't have to work during college and got an internship right. <laughs> as somebody who is better than the person who worked two jobs and went to college. And you know my history. I worked two jobs and went to college. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at the person that went. I'm going to look at the person and say, well, that person worked. You know, that to work two jobs and go to college if you're 18, 19, 20 mm-hmm. – Irrespective of your skin color, nationality, sex, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I'm looking at the human being saying, hmm, I know what it did for me. I, w- I was able to organize time. I was very, very organized. That's a good sign if somebody's able to work two jobs and go to college and, you know, do good in college mm-hmm. and, and be productive in two jobs at the same time. And as I did during college, also have time to party and yeah, right. You figure that's, that's like, really time. That's and, like five jobs. And that would be the question I would ask. They'd come in and say, I'd say, well, you worked two jobs and went to college. Did you have time for partying? No. Well, then I can't hire you because you're not efficient enough. Right. You you're clearly, a young person. Yeah. And if you did not clear time for partying, well, then forget about it. Yeah. You were sleeping. Lazy it's, people are sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> and and that's the whole point. There, You can't make a judgment. And they were making general judgments which is their implicit bias That's of it. how other people think. They're, and they, they haven't, they haven't, haven't they're even qualified. They're building their training model based on an implicit, implicit bias. bias. In order to stem implicit bias. Implicit bias, yes. Yeah, that's it's, that can only come from a radical agenda. To make yep. you feel guilty by building things out and starting on a premise that it's false. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds logical as you go through it. Right. Yeah, but it's a false premise. Because you're actually judging employers. Right. That, well, I don't know who that employer is. I don't know who that person is. Right. And you're judging that they almost think the same, and they have your viewpoint that this is better than that. Right. Well, they don't. Exactly. I mean, just amazing. You're applying it across the board. No self-awareness None. in a lot of DEI at all. No, there's not. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's our Carly and I'm Gary McNamara. I mean, just the, the story on implicit bias and, and everything else in the uh, the DEI training programs and, and companies and government and all that is so easy to tear apart. 
And I'm yeah. glad the City Journal article uh, uh, did it because it's so obvious. The yeah. the And the funny thing is they're trying to stop bias by being biased. And it's clear if you're looking at it. Yeah, it's clear. It's not hard to figure out. And it, you know, and, and so, uh, uh, I just, I hope there's more done on, on that because that gets to the heart, as we have said, of the, the, uh, uh, intolerance, bigotry, and racism of critical race theory because that's what it leads to. Right. That society thinks this way and this is what unconscious bias is. So you get away with bigotry by stating that the other side doesn't know that they're bigots. Well, then if they don't know they're bigots, What's your scientific proof that they don't know that they're bigots? Right. Are you just stating that? We're stating as it as fact. truth. Right. And because you're having to do this training, it's required training. You need to comply. And that's why I brought up the one example in that one training that I saw mm. that was, you know, privilege and, you know, uh, privilege and implicit bias. Right. It's like, well, no, employers would look and the, the people that have privilege are the ones that their college was paid for mm-hmm. and they got the internship where the person who worked two jobs and went to college didn't have the privilege. And I'm looking going, no, the person that had two jobs, if I'm an employer, had the privilege of working mm-hmm. during college, which made them more prepared for what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And so they made an assumption that I was thinking one way and I based on what? Based on what theory? Based on what science? They don't have any to back it up. No. It's just a way to perpetuate that racism will always exist so we can move our political narrative forward. Right. That's all it is. Yep. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, "What is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 